It was a game week of high highs where we saw an average of 67 points on FPL. On live FPL, 81 points was the safety score to not get a red arrow. And many managers actually got 89, 90 plus. I know a few in my league that got over the 100 club. So last game week was insane because no one really expected much from it, you know, but it really came out good. But I will not forget the likes of um, Salah going from not doing much to Liverpool winning and him getting a brace. Um, Oli Watkins could have scored more than one goal and one assist. So it was a terror to, against West Ham. Um, Douglas Lewis also got a brace. So many fantastic results. Disappointing also from some other players. Um, like Chelsea, who could not see the win against um, Arsenal. Nonetheless, he finished with a sunny boy going and assist, and also Madas getting on this call sheet. Welcome, guys, to the FPL Manor Podcast Show. I just quickly just did a review of what happened last game week off the top of my head, nothing in front of me. And I'm going to just basically discussing what you need to know ahead of game week 10. Should we keep Haaland? Should we, how many Arsenal players should we bring in? Which time are we bringing Arsenal players? Who should we bring in? To swap out for Arsenal players, do we sell Son or Madison to bring out to bring in uh, Martinelli, Saka, and what have you? So all this and more I'll be touching on in ten minutes thereabouts, and I'll let you go about your day. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are back. We are back. So as I always do before i start another episode i would like to introduce myself my name is adiwali and as a time of recording i'm recording from um abuja nigeria this um heart of abuja the heart of nigeria rather and it's 12 15 a.m on a thursday morning actually just came off the highlights of the champions league games that just happened recently and yes um let me segue into that if you're not playing champions league fantasy what are you doing on this podcast i got over 20 plays in my last episode thank you guys so much for listening to it it was at least 40 minutes long nonetheless i got 20 plays you guys really did well over 50 percent retained to the end of the episode so thank you so much for listening to that but if you didn't watch the champions league fantasy Haaland basically got a breeze and someone that's been quiet for a while is quite impressive a lot of big results jude belliam and the rest but we'll do that on another episode anyways Check out that Champions League for, um, episode for more or any future ones. We'll be touching on that later. But let's get back to FPL. How did Athens perform last game week? So the first thing I'm going to touch on is Match D or Game Week 9 um, review. So Game Week 9, I scored a total of, I think, 92 points. 92 points, if I can check quickly. So my intern is quite slow, but I finished a total of about 92 points. 92 points with a minus 4 and i got it i think i got a net total of 88 points um botman did not start as i wanted him to he was unavailable that means that kopama came in from the bench who scored a penalty against arsenal kopama gave me those sweet six points to push me towards 90 almost close to 90 points and i got a green arrow from around 600k to 400k they about however some players still affected my rank Oli watkins was one of those players i'm tired i am tired of going in week in week out without Oli watkins um but there were some burning questions i had in mind like 
what am I going to do going forward into the future games? Um, some nice games available for game week 10. Uh, Liverpool is playing at home to Nottingham Forest, Man City, Man United, in Manchester Derby. We have Brighton, Fulham. Brighton have been losing for a while in the league and they would like to get it, you know, get it straight. They have some injuries, so the match is out. Uh, Mr. Pian is just back in training, working individually. Um, no left back at the moment. Igor might be playing left back for them or Lamptey if he's back. So um, there are a lot of questions to be asked. Um, however, let's answer a few that are it will be obvious. So and that first question goes to the wildcard players. Like if I want to play my wildcard or if I still have my wildcard and I feel I've seen that over time, game ten had the best period. I need to play it. Who are those players I'll bring in? So. Wildcard, I've seen a lot of interesting takes as many many are forced to ship out or take out Haaland due to the fact that she's 14 million. He has overperformed last year, 36 goals, and he's not doing that same performance he did um, last season, this season. So only nine goals there about. And Ole Watkins is basically matching him up in terms of fantasy points. Currently, number one striker in the rankings for, you know, top club scorer, 70 points, if I'm not mistaken. So, do we say Haaland? That's the first question. Do we say Haaland? Um, <laughs> my Man City buyers will say no, but I see the prospect of it happening and also balancing out your team. So, taking out a 40 million Haaland gives you a chance or space to get in the likes of Salah, um, Son, Bukayo Saka, probably another cheap midfielder there with Diaby or Palmer and maybe Madison. So it gives you ability to be flexible. Also gives you room to bring in um, more Liverpool players like we have Trent or um, Trippier who are those wing backs that are doing well right now at the moment. Trent actually playing um, Nottingham Forest nice next game which is very interesting because I liked how he played in the Everton game where he was very was all, all the set pieces and could have really scored or assisted. So a lot of interesting options. So do I say Hala? I'll say if you want to fit in um in perfectly balanced team yes selling Haaland is a nice option however just know that it will not you will need to get him back at some point you will need to get him back at some point when he starts firing but i see why he's worth selling now because on paper game week 10 they play my united man city game week 11 only bomber is the easy paper easy game on paper there then they go for champions league um for 7th of 8th 7th november Come back on uh, 12th November, play Chelsea away from home and Liverpool. Now, on paper, this looks tough, but these are champions, right? These are champions. They will surely um, get better in their form. So, I would not rule Haaland not doing very well here, but I can see the prospect of why it's not um, a viable option. But, okay, do I say Haaland? Yes, is what's selling to make a balanced team. But personally, I wouldn't. But I do. I will not say no is a bad idea at this point. It's not a bad idea. A lot of people that saw Haaland way before game week five are enjoying the benefits right now. Within the last six weeks of Trippier and some other interesting options that maybe myself would have gotten the best of Haaland. So Haaland is worth selling. However, the next question I'm about to ask answer now is: Do I sell the sports players to fit in Arsenal players who have some better games coming? So it's obvious most of us have either one of Son or Madison active or both. Personally, I have both. However, it's looking like Arsenal players have better games coming. Sheffield United next. After Sheffield United, they play um, Newcastle, which is difficult paper, but Arsenal can get the win. They always get the win in St. James's Park. 
um, most of the time. And um, after that, they play Burnley. So the next three games are looking very simple for Arsenal. And it's very, it looks, it looks, it looks a little bit weird going without an Arsenal player. However, it might come at the expense of some players like Son or Madison. So do you sell or do you keep your sports player? Personally, I see it as a bad idea selling one of Son or Madison because Tottenham are on form, top of the league, 23 points. Um, there's a new system, there's a new belief, there's a new style of play that the manager is putting out there, and this is working for them. However, I can see why is worth selling an Arsenal player to get um to get them for this period of time. So, um, if you can sell Madison to fit in Saka, good and fine. If you can sell Son, personally, I don't, I don't, I can't choose between them because I've had Madison since match day one, gimmick one. So I don't think I will sell Madison. Probably Son, but no, Son, Son, Son's price is like nine point six now. I'm not sure. 9.5 and he's scoring is the, the main striker for them you understand he's on nine nine goals or seven goals right now for for you know for sports and there's a new style of play everything just fits around them so if you can have it in your mind that you're going to sacrifice one of these options and just go with the other fine but if you don't want to like myself please do not sell do not sell so those are the two questions i have for this show, show. i said this is going to be 10 minutes so quickly just run to team review and we are out of here so how is my team looking for game 10? It's quite interesting because I have taken a few hits and I'm not a fan of hits, but I just feel like this is necessary for what for the transition we're entering into after the first nine gimmicks. So I don't have Trippier, I don't have Watkins. And those are those those are two players that based on effective ownership and how the rankings have been there have the most effect on how my team will rank later after the gimmick so i had to bring one in i tried to fit in Trippier, but it was not possible i tried to fit in trent it was even much difficult because trent is 7.9 1 million higher than Trippier. so i got watkins in but that came at the expense of alvarez and a few other players i'll mention later so this is how my team is looking so far anyways uh popping goal mati cash um destiny doggy and guess what Igor I have a Brighton defender in my team now quote, don't quote me wrong um, Brighton considered 10 goals their last 3 games against Aston Villa Liverpool and Man City but these were the tough games right so will it be better yes now it looks better for them we have they have Fulham next Everton Sheffield United and Nottingham Forest in the next 4 games so everything's looking green so Igor played 90 minutes against Man City they have some injury worries. Kosani Estupian, match that was playing left back is out. Menak is not really trusted at right back position with Veltman there. So we could see it go at left back. Then Van Heck Van Heckem also beside Dong and Veltman at the right. Who knows? But for Igor to play 90 minutes against Man City, and as a center left CB, he can also be playing as a left fullback. So if he's going to put some attacking quality to the team, how does this affect players like Mitoma and Co? I don't want to go too far, but Igor is my team and he's priced at 4.3 million. I was tempted to go with Simicas, but there was something club said last two weeks or, or last week that um Simicas cannot play every game that he will surely get rotated with some other players who can fit into that position. So I have my worries there. And he was, he was actually taking off just after the 60 minutes mark in that Everton game to make sure there was a tactical advantage for Liverpool to win. So I'm not really a fan of Simicas at the moment, but he's still worth having 
going forward if you if you have him if you still have him if you have him a team congrats you have gotten his first six points many many more points for you as well so going to the midfield about my team review um Mosala is still there Mosala Diaby Palmer starts this time um Madison and Son no room for Arsenal players I don't see who I'm going to take out besides Son or Madison and I'm not doing that if I was in a wild card probably I would have played around it but I'm not in a wild card I've used that chip already in front I have Watkins and Ellen Haaland now on the bench there is Ariola Kai Walker, Archer, and Bea. So, what are the moves I finally made? What are the moves I finally made? And once I do that, I will just end this episode. So, I made three moves. I don't have a free transfer. I don't have more than a free transfer or two free transfers. So, I ended up taking a minus eight to fit this team. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's, it's not going to be funny later when... I start seeing the red arrows, but I think it's a transition I need to make now. So this was my moves. I went with Watkins in, Alvarez out, Botman out because he's not available for another two, three weeks, and I brought Igor in. The Archer was came in for Morris, who was five point five million at the time. I got him to cover a double gimmick. So those were the moves I made so far. Um, yeah, so that brings me to the end of this podcast. Really, my notes, it's helping next game week. I'm not sure. I'm just going to ride it through. Who am I going to captain? I'm going to captain one of Salah, Haaland, or Son. But probably because Haaland is playing my United on paper, it looks difficult. But I doubt because United have been struggling of late. They really struggled to get a win against Copenhagen. So I will not rule out the aspect of captain Haaland, who is a little bit gradually getting back to his himself. But um, I think at the end of the day, it's going to lie on Salah because of his penalty advantage. I probably would have considered Watkins as a possible captain because of how central he is to the goals they score. But however, it's not on penalty. That extra penalty duty that Douglas Lewis takes, you know, reduces sort of expected points you would have had in mind. So I'm just going to play it safe and go with Salah this game week against Nottingham Forest at home. Should, should be fine. Should be fine. Well, that brings me to the end of this podcast. If you have any questions concerning your team, please find me on my socials on Twitter at the FPM Manor and on Instagram at the FPM Manor. If you have any questions concerning your team, I'm there to answer your questions. That brings this show to a wrap. Um, may your greens, may your arrows be green. And bye bye.